When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Being a good girl, she is. Okay. <clears throat> we are. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Opinions That Don't Matter. My name is Katie. I'm Sean, and we're not singing for Pepsi. We're not singing for Coke. We don't sing for anybody. That makes me look like a joke. This note's for you. Mm. Do you know what that song is? Well, I can see already, so I'm oh. not, I don't want to cheat because I didn't know what you were doing. So I read from your phone. Yep, it's a Neil Young Young. <laughs> A Neil Young song? <clears throat> yeah, a Neil Young song from 1988. Mm-hmm. Um, for those of you who don't know, I'm a big fan of Neil Young. Oh, I, I didn't I think, know that. Yeah, and I like I've his known music. you for a long time. Yeah, I like it a lot. Um, I've always <laughs> liked it. And I don't always play it, mm-hmm. but recently there was a controversy. Last week, he threatened to pull his library off of Spotify, oh. <laughs> which um, he threatened to pull his library off of Spotify because he didn't agree with uh, what Joe Rogan uh, talks about on his podcast. He says why he, does that one have anything to do with the other? Well, I think he was using his catalog as a, you know, a, a talented musician with a, a large body of material to pressure Spotify to dump Joe Rogan. Then d- I'm so confused because wouldn't, wouldn't he be pro free speech? Therein lies the rub. And yeah, because I couldn't, and I don't know, I'd, I'd love to hear from our audience too, but I think natural discourse and questions and conversations should be able to be had. Yeah. Like I can watch, uh, who's that guy Joe Rogan had on his podcast? Everybody hated cause he's like a lunatic, Alex Jones. Mm. That guy's a lunatic. Now a lot of people like him, I guess I'm assuming cause I don't know how he makes a living, but I'm adult enough to watch it and be like, that guy's a lunatic. Right. And at least you get to hear the person so you can make up your own mind. Well, it's a different perspective. Like he definitely has this like, out of oh he's he's out of touch with reality from my opinion but that don't i don't think that means he shouldn't be able to be anywhere talking about like he doesn't have a right to say anything yeah i guess people are saying that it's dangerous and so how he was the first big person to be deplatformed alex Mm -hmm. jones um they booted him from and rightfully so in some ways i mean he was spreading some strange information he's a conspiracy theorist isn't he yeah and some of the stuff he talks about ends up turning out to be true which is really scary um <laughs> like the epstein stuff he was talking about that before anyone else was oh. uh but she he, better be found guilty is she getting a retrial fuck, uh fuck yeah i don't know fuck that lady she's guilty in my mind well i didn't hear the trial but i i think that she she's guilty but going back to neil young so neil young who again i'm a big fan and he he's an anti-establishment guy uh so from the 60s he's a hippie you know it doesn't make sense with him now then what's it what doesn't. the fuck is going on it's really strange and that's why i sung those, or not sung but i read those lyrics from his song because you sing them you can do them round two no i'm not going to sing but um he, he's basically you know anti-corporate back in the day and now he is calling for the censorship of someone because he thinks that the person is dangerous. And I don't think there's anything dangerous about having a conversation. And in fact, no. what ends up happening is if the person that you're having a conversation with is spouting all sorts of nonsense, then you can make up your mind about whether 
this person is valid or not. At well, least you get to hear it and then you get to choose as yeah. opposed to someone being a gatekeeper of what knowledge you get to examine. You well, should, then what year is it? Are we like book burning again? Well, this is like this is not acceptable. But this no is one. what's happening. We're, we're going crazy. down that road. Uh, whether you like Joe Rogan or not is besides the point. Mm -hmm. If you're a champion of free speech and, and the ability to to examine information, you should be on the side of uh, people being able to talk openly. The second you force ideas underground and to have mm -hmm. to work in secrecy, that's when you have a problem. And so taking this one step further, mm -hmm. um, and I, I try and stay off of social media, but- The social media. Yeah, I opened Twitter today and there's a hashtag that's uh, running rampant. Thank you, Joe Rogan. And thank you, Spotify. Thank you, Spotify, mm -hmm. for keeping Joe Rogan. And thank you, Joe Rogan, for having open discussions with people on the left and right. Yeah. Okay, that aside, the Surgeon General of the United States has suggested that we should be censoring um, what? Joe Rogan's podcast. And I thought to myself, well, wh why would you try and defeat someone's uh, speech, why wouldn't you have a conversation with the person and prove that you, or articulate that your ideas are superior? That that would it's be not even superior ideas uh, to me. I, I get what you're saying, and I don't disagree with that. Like the only way to win an or to, I guess, just to win an argument is with a better argument, right? Yeah, I have better facts, or I have more facts, or I have more information. But that aside, like right or wrong. I don't know why Joe Rogan is like the antichrist to some people like because from in my perspective is he's not a doctor. No, he doesn't pretend to be a doctor. He has f doctors on and he has people on who share their expertise or just their thoughts. If they're not an expert, he has both. He has a mix and he really just has conversations and then you get to hear information and then make decisions based on that information that you feel are good for you. And I don't understand why the government thinks it's their role to tell me what information I can take in. Because as someone who was in school for a long time, we all know your teacher would re require certain books and you'd be like, Ugh. but you still did it and you read it. And then you get to decide, you know, in a lot of schooling, at least from my perspective, was like taking that information and interpreting it into your own like you have to write papers and shit. And I don't know why the government's suddenly like, no, can't take in any information. It's a strange We don't like time. this information, so you can't take that in. And the Surgeon General should do his fucking job and be better at disseminating information because people are confused and people are fighting and people don't understand and the laws are different. And is it going to be federally mandated? Is it going to be state? What are we doing? Nobody fucking knows. So instead of, I don't know, harping on fucking Joe Rogan, who's a comedian. Right. Hello. Let's instead find better ways to do our job or like see if he can get on Joe Rogan and talk about what's happening. Maybe reach the people. Yeah. And just as a reminder for anyone or not a reminder, but a note, a footnote on this conversation during the last election cycle, he's the only person who had Democrat or Democratic nominees. No, not nominees. I'm sorry. Candidates Oh, uh -huh. on in long form conversation. I never once have been able to listen to Bernie Sanders in long form. Or it was had, like three had, hours uh, long. Tulsi Gabbard too and Andrew Yang. Right. And, these and are remember people... he said he'd have Biden and Trump on? Yeah. I, I think that those, once you get to that level, it's so it's controlled. Little... The uh... Oh, probably. But I'm just saying that he's, 
I've always appreciated the fact that it's long form because the time constraints, like Bernie even said it when he was on, he was like, I have to shout to get a soundbite across. So when it's, you're not listening. It's because he knows he's not getting the airtime and he he needs to get a soundbite and he needs to get a point across. And so you don't get to hear his whole thought process. And then they become reduced to a caricature. So in this instance, I was able to listen to, now I don't agree with what Bernie Sanders says, but that's besides the point. At least I was able to evaluate the material and then come to my own conclusion as opposed to being force fed or spoon fed the you know, the, the pre-decided outcome by yeah. uh, whether it's Fox or whether it's CNN or MSNBC, I don't want that. And I think that we're th- this. OK, so our podcast, we never talk about this stuff. It's opinions that don't matter. Yeah, However, matter. I'm I'm a little worried about the direction or more than a little worried. It seems like it's a snowball that's going downhill and picking up speed and more snow and yeah, the censorship, the lack of free speech. Potentially, yeah. That's right, Roxy. She says, I want free speech, too. (laughs) No, but I I do worry about that because I I do think there's there's important lessons to be learned and important information to be disseminated. And also, I think it's important for kids and adults to learn how to parse information and figure out what they believe or what they agree with or what they don't. Critical thinking is kind of important. Yeah. And I mean, it's part of like growing up and it's part of figuring out who you are and I don't know. I feel like it just leads to like complete lack of identity. And then our identity is what the government tells us it is. And that that's a scary position for me, because if you think about even the ability for YouTube to exist and stuff like that, if we are looking towards a future where the government gets to decide, they probably wouldn't have ever greenlit anything. Do you know what I mean? Like, well, new ideas. I don't know. It just it's scary to me. I don't we can talk about this all day long. We won't because I I don't know if our audience actually wants to hear us talk about this. Yeah. Um, one, we're not extremely well informed. We we pay attention, but it's very difficult to to have these conversations because I don't want to put my foot in my mouth like I usually do about jokey topics, let alone you know something serious. serious. Topics. But consider this: that book burning is bad, right? Mm-hmm. And we know that uh, the Nazis did this, mm-hmm. um, and, and it was. Uh, in effect a way to erase ideas Mm -hmm. and we we effectively have seen this happen in recent times where they're talking about dr seuss being banned yeah and then i think dr seuss the the people who own the rights whatever Mm -hmm. the the estate is Mm -hmm. they decide to self-censor and pull their their own books because the time that it was drawn and written uh is different and there were uh, stereotypes that were written into it. But when you force that sort of material out of the, the spotlight, you can't look at the past and say, hey, we we were wrong there. We fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. You and, have to learn from it or you're doomed to repeat it. Yeah. But know? if you erase it, if you hide it, th- how is anyone going to learn? I know. I don't know. I think that's the, the concern I have is the the lack of a pers- like personal responsibility and education the like you said critical thinking is important and i remember i forget what it was and i wish i could remember but it was high school ap english uh mr kindle my favorite teacher he would have us read a bunch of different things everything from like what you'd expect like death of a salesman to great gatsby and then he'd want our opinion on the book what did you think did you like it did you not like it like for instance i have a very unpopular opinion i did not like the odyssey at all and i had to write like a seven page paper about why it wasn't enthralling to me and why it always put me to sleep which sounds silly but it 
but it was, I got a good grade on it. He didn't agree, obviously, but you can't, you don't have to agree with everybody. The Odyssey, everybody loves that book. We it's should like, burn it. But that's, that's the where, why it's wrong is like, just because I don't agree or don't like something or it doesn't work for me, it's important for, for everybody to be able to communicate that, f- to be heard. I don't know. Anyway, we can move on. It just, <laughs> the, the people's focus on Joe Rogan just kills me. It's very strange. And I think what it may be, is and this is kind of a bird's eye view but traditional media which mm-hmm. is print television radio the those yeah. three pillars they all revolve around ad dollars and you can't print a newspaper unless you have subscriptions and ad dollars and Same they don't thing. have any as much money as they used to they don't have as much power or control as they, they used don't to have a, a a grasp on it right and when you take someone who is essentially a he's isolated he's mm-hmm. an island he doesn't he's not he doesn't the whole, answer to anybody that's it he he he's made his own way he's got a podcast that, that commands it better it's like 30 million people per episode yeah like that is fucking huge and that is something that uh fox news or msnbc or the washington post or the new york times mm-hmm. that they really wish they had and so the only way to to fight it is to go after advertisers on this mm-hmm. person's podcast, or since he's signed with Spotify, they to go after Spotify. Yeah. To well, he, they've been after Spotify him. since they, he signed that deal mm-hmm. in one form or another. And you may not like the guy's ideas, but he and he may make jokes. He may say things that are distasteful, but essentially. Yeah. He's pretty curious. And if you just give the show a listen, here I am pitching for that show. <sighs> just give it a chance, guys. Well, no, but not that thing. I don't even agree with that. People don't have to give something a listen. No, I'm just saying he just, like he should have the same ability to exist as as we do yeah. or as MSNBC or Fox News or BBC America. Like you're again, either for the freedom to communicate mm-hmm. or you're you're for it only sometimes when it applies to your team. But I, I would encourage anyone out there if if you if you haven't listened to his show before and you're just going off of what you see on social media or on television or newspaper articles or radio when they're slagging on this guy find a subject matter or a person that you like Ooh, whether it's an author I, I or I highly recommend um Dr. Matthew Walker. Oh. He's a sleep specialist. I find it very fascinating. Yeah, that was So he good. has really cool people on. That's what I like is again this freedom of dissemination of information i don't know where else i mean we were fortunate enough to go to zeitgeist and see matthew dr matthew walker in person and he gave it his talk and it was amazing but there aren't a lot of opportunities especially with covid to be able to to hear from people like that and to to have someone also asking questions that you kind of have like a layman being like i don't understand you know and joe plays that role really well but i like to hear from the specialists so i don't the ones with comedians are fine and, and jandy but i i enjoy like the sleep specialists yeah, i don't really watch the ones with the that comedians. doctor who does uh research on a- aging oh uh, well there's a couple but dr sinclair sinclair but anyway so anyway i think that those are kind of interesting to me and why i enjoy the the podcast as a whole and I get to learn something. And most of the time, you know, I'm not learning things. And I think the conversations with the science, uh, the STEM Mm -hmm. people, uh, science, technology, engineering, math. Uh Oh, yes. Good job. Mm, Mm. I could be wrong there. No, you're not. Okay. Um, But those people are really interesting because he doesn't know a lot about those topics. He knows Mm -hmm. 
he's, he's not trained in it, let's say, or no. didn't go to school for it. So curiosity leads the conversation. And, and I find it very interesting. And it's, it's refreshing as opposed to the talking points that you get on television or in newspapers where yeah. they're shouting an opinion. Well, and, and they, they don't call they, it an opinion piece. And then they're shouting one side to the other, one side to the other. And they demand your fealty. They, they really expect you to align yourself with them or your. The other. Yes. And you should never label people as, what is it? Sneetches and. Oh, yeah, star belly sneeches yeah. and those with stars and those without. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that was a light opening to a podcast. We like light openings, you know. If you're still with us, <laughs> we can go into one more but thing. I, but again, I'm open to comments and conversations because I don't think that's where I think people understand because my worry so just to wrap this up kind of my worry is as we continue down this path we're so divided we're gonna get more divided and things are already shitty for mental health stuff yeah. but we need connection we we are more alike than not and i think the more we can allow for disagreements and discourse the more we can actually come together which i know people are like but if you have disagreeing of di no but you should be able to like you and i don't agree on everything but i should be able to talk to you about it and then still be like i love you and we'll go have dinner and you know you move on and i feel like people aren't open to that now they're just like fuck you and fuck you I'm we have more in common with each other than than not even if you said okay let's <clears throat> like uh someone from north korea someone from china someone from venezuela and myself walk into a bar <laughs> you know you have more in common than not yeah because you, you're all have, human you're all trying to survive or to succeed yeah what are maslow's uh what, what's the oh, maslow's hierarchy of needs you know you need shelter you need food you need uh the comfort of others i think that's i'm paraphrasing that's not really what it is <laughs> i can pull it up so i don't but you know those up, are the base you have basic needs as a human yeah. and and i think once we start recognizing that as opposed to pointing out the 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 divisions the Okay, just for clarity. So Maslow's, M-A-S-L-A-W. You got carbohydrates, Hierarchy. you got protein. <laughs> you could kind of say it's like that, but it's um, physiological needs at the bottom. So it's like breathing, food, water, shelter, clothing, sleep. And this is a pyramid. Yes, it's I'll a pyramid. I'll put it on the screen. Then you have safety and security, which is like health, employment, property, family, and social ability. Then we have love and belonging, friendship family intimacy sense of connection so you can already see where where this is going how this triangle is already going to be crumbling because even in safety and security employment health family social ability so can i point out something that i think is happening mm -hmm. the bigger the instrument of government is mm -hmm. the more that you have uh, less control over your life and the government has more control over it. Mm -hmm. If the government starts replacing different pieces of this, of this, uh, this pyramid, mm -hmm. whether it's security, whether it's uh, food, whether it's um, who's taking care of your children. Yeah. <laughs> once they start doing that, that's when that crumbles because the government should, well, they're going to pull out pieces of this and not replace it with something that they'll fits give you in the same way. It'll be government cheese. And yeah. ultimately, okay. government cheese is... Ugh. I'm going to move on, though. So then it goes to love and belonging, remember? Like, sense of connection. That's where I'm really worried about people now because of COVID is, like, the friendship, family, intimacy, sense of connection. It's so important. Then we get into self-esteem, confidence, achievement, respect of others. The needs to be a unique individual. Oh, yeah. Well, you can't be unique if you're, if you're all wearing the brown shirts. 
and if someone else isn't wearing the brown shirt then fuck them it this stuff is i feel like no one's really talking about and you can look up maslow's hierarchy of needs and like why it exists and what his research was if you want to really nerd out it's very interesting it's something as a psych major i learned in undergrad and then it was reiterated in grad school because it's it's he's foundational right yeah yeah that's the best way i could describe it so then finally and the the top which not everybody reaches this top is self-actualization and this is like where creativity, spontaneity, morality, acceptance, experience, purpose, and meaning and inner potential. So it's like the, depending on our situation, right? If we live in like a third world country where things aren't quite readily available, we're going to spend a lot of time in the bottom two, you know, uh, phys- uh, physiological needs and safety and security that we're going to wait to, because if you don't know, once it's like you have to work your way up. So when once these needs, needs are, are met, met, I can move on to stage two and stage three. And so we are fortunate enough in most of like the Western world to be able to have op- the option of like self-actualization and self-esteem and things like that. And if we can't allow that in other people, well, how about, can we allow it for ourselves? In the simplest terms, uh, cavemen, mm-hmm. right? You're worried about your security and your food. You yeah. don't have time to be an artist. No, it, you don't have time to like consider to be spontaneous and I want to be a unique individual. And what does that mean for who I am? No, you're like, am I going to die today? You know, those are your bare bones needs. Um, that's why Maslow's is, is interesting. And obviously it's not like the end all be all by any means. But I think that we have a lot of erosion at our basic needs. Cloaked in government s- safety. Yeah. So if you demonize everything and you get everyone, if, if everyone is worried, mm-hmm. like if, if you're rattling people's cages all the time and they're, they're on edge, like my safety is, mm-hmm. is, is, is which is what's stake. happening because we've been fear mongered for a long time because of COVID, which rightfully so right for in a lot of ways, but, but then there's other, for how long? Yeah. And, and when that happens, government agencies typically are very eager to, to give you security but you have to give up something for yeah, it. It's a give and take. Yeah. And then good luck getting that back because. Well, we had, I know um, as a clinician, for instance, and then I want to move on to talk about New York, but um, as a licensed therapist, right? I've talked to you guys a lot about like confidentiality and what laws apply to confidentiality. But when 9-11 happened, we gave up a shitload of rights. I don't know if you guys realize like the Patriot Act means that if someone comes into my office where I keep all my files and all of my documents on all of my patients over the years and gives me a thing saying the Patriot Act and they have a right to seize all my records. I can't say no. They have Which, to, they take everything. Right. And I don't have a right to do anything. There's also the secret courts, the FISA, mm-hmm. uh, which is basically. And that was out of 9-11 too. It was yes, created, it's right? underneath the Patriot Act. So there's all so, sorts of. But all I'm saying is I'm not. And I'm not saying that the Patriarch doesn't need to exist in some ways, but 9-11 was how long ago? And we have not, it, it's only gotten larger. It's not diminished. As that was for your security. And they mm-hmm. said that it was a temporary act and mm-hmm. it keeps being re-upped. Yep. So you have to ask yourself, who's got that power? Is yeah. she growling in her sleep? Mm-hmm. She doesn't like our topic. No. She says, move on. So that's boring. Anyway, yeah. so we are going to move on. That's enough. But sure. I'd love to hear your thoughts, though, about what's happening and if you feel that way or if you disagree, because I do think it's important for us to be able to disagree, agree, have conversations. Have a conversation. And know that it's okay. We are still part of a community. It's not me versus you. It's I think this way, you think that way. And that's all interesting because I'd love to hear other perspectives. 
especially from other nations. And other species like a dog. Because apparently Roxy's very unhappy. So anyway, I would love to have conversations because I think we should have. It's important. And I don't want people to feel shut down like they can't have them. And that that's what I worry is happening. Yes. And something that I think is and, and we'll move on right after this is if you disagree with someone, don't call them names. That's something yeah. I learned in elementary school. Yeah. And yet um, some politicians have ushered in this new era of name calling. Yeah. If you don't support this, then you're X, Y or Z. Yeah. You're a if you don't Democrat, like that, you're, you're a rotten Republican or you're. Mm-hmm whatever you are in your country. And I, I don't think that that's a solution. Name calling, making up no. names to badger people, have a conversation. Yeah. But. And it's okay to hear somebody out and that doesn't mean make them bad just because you don't agree. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I want to move on to, we took a trip and somehow ended up not getting COVID. Went Praise to Jesus. one of the busier cities in the world. Mm-hmm. New York. Barstow, California. New York state of my, you always stay, say Barstow. Yeah. That's like your go-to random city. I know. I'm a broken record. So we went to New York City mm-hmm. and Manhattan. I was very apprehensive as uh, Omicron is sweeping know, the nation, mm-hmm. well, the world. But. Everyone seems to be sick and we seem to be going back towards, you know, um, lockdowns and stuff. Yeah. Here and there. Uh, I think that's happening. But mm-hmm. we went to New York yep. to support one of your friends. Yep. My friend Christina P was shooting her Netflix special. It's unnamed at this point. I don't even know if I have a release date yet, but it was a lot of fun. I've never cool. seen I've never a been to a, a taping. Me neither. My literary agent, JL, who lives in New York, went to Amy Schumer's and she said it was the same like what we thought. She thought it was super cool, but it was also funny because the thing that I didn't realize is that when people are shooting their specials, they film a couple of, of them. And I don't know. Everybody's is different. But they film a couple of them, so they have a couple run-throughs, a couple opportunities to get it just right. You know how when I film, I film multiple takes of things sometimes barely you're like a one take wonder i know but sometimes you know i'll, I'll fuck up or say something and be like oh blah, blah, blah. let's that run it back yep <laughs> and then you repeat what you know or, or try to say it in a different way or whatever see she's back anyway um so they do that as well and it was just really it was really cool and it, it was, was just exciting to be there and to watch her do her thing i i don't know there's something really cool to me about go getting to watch your friends kick ass and you're like you fucking rocked it yeah that is a powerful woman mm-hmm. i she's just so good she's very good it's someone who's at the top of their craft right mm-hmm. the, at the height maybe not the height of their maybe they'll be even better five years no, but she's really right now. good at what she does holy shit to she made to, me cry and laugh to command an audience mm-hmm. and to bring them along on this you know, you're you're along for their train of thought and she takes you through these highs and these lows and the way things are, the way thoughts are articulated, mm-hmm. the way she changes up her pitches. You know, if you're playing baseball, like there's a curveball, there's a mm-hmm. fastball, there's a slider. And the, the pacing of it. She has like 17 different pitches she's throwing mm-hmm. out of this repertoire and it's it's nuts. It's, it's so really. Good. And I think everybody will enjoy it um, when it comes out. I'll let you guys know. Yeah. Again, obviously it'll be on Netflix. So almost everybody has access to Netflix these days, but it was really cool. And yeah, congratulations, Christina. She, I saw a person fall out of their chair. That was. Oh, nuts. did you? Yeah. I didn't see. And, uh, the front row. There was a couple of different incidences because we were sitting off to the side of mm-hmm. the stage. Um I had a good view of the front row. So I, I was yeah. alternating. Yeah, we are the- off to the side. If you, if I don't know if we'd be on camera at all, but if you happen to see us, let us know. Um, I always thought that was cool when you see, especially now as I'm older, 
vintage concerts from when I was younger, mm-hmm. whether it's yeah, uh, you're like, who's that person? They're probably like 70 years old now. Yeah. But they're like, wow, in the audience of right. like, I don't know, uh, Rolling Stones or ACDC or something yeah. from way back. There's a great one. Um, Leonard Skinner mm-hmm. has, there's this footage for Freebird. Mm-hmm. And there's the, there's a couple of people in the audience that are just like freaking out, you know, <laughs> and like, they really stand out in a sea of people. Anyways, um, it'd be funny if you knew there was footage of you like freaking out when you were like 20 years old. Yeah. At some concert. That's it. You're immortalized, right? What if it was a Pearl Jam concert that yeah. you went to as a Remember kid? Remember that or... funny video on YouTube of, uh, oh, they're in Hawaii. He got, got cancer on his foot and that's how he died. Bob Marley? Yeah. No, 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 sorry. Not Bob Marley. Oh, you're talking about Jimi Hendrix. Jimi Hendrix. You're talking about that the uh, live from Maui. Yeah. The live from Maui. Yeah. And the people in the audience, they're walking. It's just so funny. So anyway, I think that stuff's super cool. But so maybe we'll be immortalized on Christina P's special. Because <laughs> yeah, it's about us. I mean, always. I don't no, know who the but comedian she, was, she but really, there I am. She did a great job and I her outfit was great. Everything was great. I just cannot wait for people to see it. Yeah. And it was cool to get to be a part of it. Um, and it was nice enough for, for her to, to get us tickets and let us go. And everybody was rapid tested before you went in. And then you had to wear this like certain kind of mask. I'd assume it was N95. I don't know. Yeah. But so that was kind of the protocol. And Sean and I were like, oh, my God, imagine that we like fly. Come all this way. Yeah, we fly and we get a hotel and we're like, you know, and we get COVID and we like test and we can't go I'm in. I'm sorry, you're, you're dirty. You can't <laughs> come we, in. We were not. So. No. Also, her opening act on, uh, I guess, for for the last year or two mm-hmm. years, I don't know, um, Chase O'Donnell. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Tremendous. Yeah. Chase is she's, awesome. She's too. pretty darn talented. And I would assume that she's a, a headliner in the making. Like she's going mm-hmm. to be doing her own hour long special soon. She's really, really yeah, sharp. She's really funny. Yeah. I like her a lot. She's, she's the people pleasing person. Uh-huh. She plays a song called uh, The People Pleaser. Yeah. It's very funny. Uh, yeah. So we really had a good time. It was fun. And we got to catch up with our good friend, Bonnie, who's an artist out in New York. And it was good to see her. And I was sure we were going to catch COVID then too, but we didn't because we went out to this old. So the thing I love about Bonnie is she's like old school New York. Like her and her husband, Brian, moved in what, the 70s? 71. They moved to Little Italy. When Little, 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 uh, run by the the, the gangsters, the mm-hmm. and so it'd be like card clubs and just like a Scorsese film, I would imagine. You well, know? if you guys don't know, New York went through like a real dark, icky time, <laughs> and then pretty much since its foundings until um, wasn't it Giuliani? Everybody's like Giuliani's cleaning up the streets. Or yeah, whatever. he he, he seriously cleaned it up the streets. Mm-hmm. Do, 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 do. They reference him in Sex and the City yeah. when there's like this S and M type bar that they go to a restaurant. And uh, Carrie's like, everybody go quick before uh, Giuliani before he it closes up. it down. Yeah. Um, I saw New York before it was cleaned up in I 1993. Not, I went for a Youth United Nations debate and I saw it. I mean, I wouldn't say the mean streets in New York, but I saw a pretty scuzzy New York. It was dirty. Um, I forget. I don't know who the mayor was at the time. Mm-hmm. Um Anyways, it was right before Giuliani cleaned things mm. up. And then the next time I went to New York after that trip, uh, I had moved there for I don't know, it was like five or six months. And mm. it was like Disney. It was t- night and day. Oh, funny. Yes. Because the first time I went to New York was 2002. Okay. 2003. Yeah. So um, you saw it when it was cleaned up. Mm-hmm. But I'd never been. You have to think I was from a super small town, Washington. Went to Malibu for school. 
another small town. People don't realize Malibu and it's a country. It's like country horse mart. riding. Yeah, it's it's country meets beach. So it's not a city, even though L.A. itself is a city. It, Malibu is pretty rural and it takes you about 40 minutes to get even to Santa Monica from Pepperdine. Anyway, so it went from country to country, really. And then my friend whose name is really unfortunate these days, but Isis. It's a it's like a mythological so princess fr- or something. You're friends with Isis? I unfortunately I mean I she's super sweet. Does Isis get angry? No. no. I mean I'm sure she does, but she's super sweet. Anyway, she's a friend of mine I met in school and then she went out to NYU to do I don't know, some kind of she went to the film academy or something for a period for just like a semester mm-hmm. and then she came back and she was like, Come out and visit and I was like, Of course. She was on Mott Street. That's how when I learned Houston was pronounced Houston and not Houston, because it looks like Houston. And that was my first time in New York. And they had the, at the time there was this art display of sorts in, uh, in the park. And it was like these orange arches that you'd walk through. I forget the artist's name. I have tons of photos, digital photos. Cause whoop, whoop, way back in the day before you had uh, phones. Anyway, were they arches or were they banners? Oh, they might've been banners. Yeah, they're, they're not arches. They're they were banners. straight across. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I, I know exactly. You know, I've seen photos of this installation. I don't know who the artist is, but um, we took a bunch of pictures of it. I have them somewhere. Okay. Um, but anyway, that was my first time in New York and I was so excited because I was a huge fan of sex and city. So I like wanted to go down to century one, which is like this discount thing that Carrie goes to as a discount store. Um, and I wanted to, you know, eat at certain places and do certain things, go to H H and H bagels. I think it is. Anyway, ISIS, you know, was nice enough to, accommodate me back when isis was nicest <laughs> but she was just so nice and i stayed with her for almost a week i think it was like five or six days so you would recommend people get to know isis <laughs> this particular woman yes not all isis no just she's such a unique she was a model for many years uh for chanel of all things and she's a very unique looking woman she's like white blonde ringlet hair that like sticks off her head like in a little poof like little like orphan a, annie but but blonde not red oh is orphan annie a redhead yeah oh. anyways blonde ringlety hair big blue eyes and almost like a lollipop like her head was so much bigger and then her little body and she was like five nine or something so a little bit taller but and very interesting so not what you would expect from an isis uh. <laughs> no she's born and raised in uh where is it i'm gonna say san bernardino but that's not true uh, Santa Barbara. Oh. So anyway, but that was my first it, it, like time in New York. And that's when I realized how goddamn expensive it was too. Cause I remember going, ISIS had school one day and I went out to get like a muffin and coffee and it was like $8. And I was like, <laughs> I always forget how big New York is until you drive in from the airport and you're like, my God, that's a lot of tall buildings. Mm-hmm. Montreal, we have, I think six, you know, it, no, well, I'm just kidding. But you know, I growing up, I, Montreal is a big city. It yeah. really is. But I mean, it LA isn't. is a big city, but we don't have tall buildings either. No, no. But that many people packed onto an mm-hmm. Island. It's, it's really quite something. And it's uh, crazy. I, I enjoyed going. I was, I was apprehensive. Mm-hmm. Nervous Nelly over here. Because what I've seen on the news, it doesn't look good. Uh, in fact, you know, the, the crime rate is through the roof. Yeah. But yeah. while we were there, it was lovely. And everyone was genuine. Like, this is the first time I've seen New Yorkers genuinely thrilled to see. Uh, Other people. <laughs> yeah. Well, the people at the hotel, everyone was so friendly. And I think that they're 
Well, they're just hurting. The There's tourism. nobody there. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was crazy. You guys, we went to JFK. We flew through the Kennedy Airport. And if you've ever flown through LAX or JFK or uh, Chicago O'Hare, they're jamming. Like, usually, like, it's a fucking nightmare. And it doesn't matter if you fly through Newark. We walked right up to the counter. There was nobody And there. that happened on both ends. We just and then she was like, I said to the lady, I'm like, wow, it's really quiet. And she's like, well, not only here, just not when you get into the main area. It was still quiet, you guys. It was, it was like a regional podunk airport. It was really quite nice, actually. I mean, I mean it was beautiful. And our flights were not full by any means. No. But um, anyway, it really blew my mind yep. how not full everything was. But um, By the way, Airbus makes a nice airplane. I, I haven't been mm-hmm. on that many Airbuses. Usually it's a Well, Boeing. I think they didn't take the 747s because of the 5G or whatever. Uh, yeah, it's not the 747. It's the, we talked about last week, the 777. Oh, did we? Or, oh, we did. You're right. I don't know. Anyways, but we ended up on a European plane mm-hmm. and it was really nice. I was surprised. Yeah, we, the we, fit and finish was pretty decent. Everything was lovely. We was always Delta? fly Delta. We always fly Delta. Delta's good. But anyway, so we had a really good time and it was fun. Oh, what I was going to say is Bonnie, we kind of like went off on a tangent. Bonnie's old school New York, which I love because we definitely like old school LA people where we go to like the older haunts more than the new ones yeah yeah and we went to temple bar which just reopened we'd been to it before where the noho star was next door to as a restaurant but noho star got bought and sold and like turned into something else and we went right before it closed with her because it was like one of her favorite places and so we went to the temple bar and then we went to what was it called i don't know Fresnelli's. yes i think it's Fresnelli's. Fresnelli's. i think Maybe Funnelli's, Funnelli's. I don't know. Anyway, it's just an old, it's one of the first places that Bonnie and her husband, when they first moved to New York, ever went into. Yes. And it was just, it's, there's nothing fancy about it. It's like a worker men's bar and grill. Um, But it was just cool. I like the old places like that. It was jamming. And that's when I was like, we're going to get COVID because we do not go out much to, especially not to jamming places, but that vitamin D and the resveratrol and the vitamin C and the quercetin and all we the vitamins. We didn't get it. A member no. of our community though, uh, did catch COVID, but was asymptomatic. And he, and a couple of his friends who were also asymptomatic attribute it to their vitamins. Only Anecdotal thing they have in evidence common. at best. Yeah. But the only thing they have in common, you know, they're all like potentially could be immune compromised, could be the people that would go to the hospital and mm. none of them had symptoms. And they both take like prescribed vitamin D mm. And vitamin C and zinc. I think that's the other one, but I could be wrong. Anyway, so we had a good time and we are. Your immune system is your best friend to uh, stave off serious illness. Of course, you're not going to stave off all serious illness, but it's going to give you a, a fighting chance. That's what it's designed for. That's what it's supposed that's, to do. That's what evolution has done. So and most of it's can... in your gut. So I got to take care of your gut. Oh, I've, I've been taking care of my gut a little too much. <laughs> so I've, I need to uh, take care of it even more mm. uh, in spring here. So that in summer, I get my bikini bod. Oh, your bikini. You know how you have a bikini body? No. You take a body and you put it in a bikini. hey Bikini body. That's it, right? Yep. Doesn't matter as long as you have a body. In a bikini. Yeah. Yep. That's the only important point. <sighs> Should we get into some letters? Well, I don't I know. I think those are all our updates. Oh, no. You know what? There's one other thing. We had a Lyft driver named Joshua who was from Nigeria and... He was so interesting to talk to. I'm fascinated by Nigeria, first of all. Because, oh, I didn't know you were. Yes, I think it's it's quite interesting. The more I 
discover about it. Mm-hmm. I, I would really like to go see it first of all, um, because it's. I don't the know most, anything about it. I know it's a lar- one of the largest. It's the largest population-wise in uh, on the continent of Africa, and I think they're slated to be one of the, if not the most populous nation. Uh, in in 50 years time like china wow. has hit peak and then there'll be a decline mm-hmm. uh, just the well, way we've been declining yeah i think that's why they let a lot of people in you know over the border because to, mm. to bolster to their, bolster our population interesting neither here nor there we we had a great conversation with this guy joshua on the way from manhattan to the airport mm-hmm. and so he's nigerian and I, I threw it out there. I was like, oh, man, you've got, you know, two or three champion. Yeah, the uh, UFC fighters. Yeah. Uh, Kamaru Usman, um, uh, Israel uh, Adesanya. Mm-hmm. And then I thought Francis Naganu was uh, no, Nigerian, but, but he's Cameroon. He's yeah. like, it doesn't matter, man. He's like my brother from like, you know, right well, across the board. We're the same people. I was like, that's cool. But it was interesting because he said with Cameroon and Nigeria, you don't have to have like a passport or any identification. You can just kind of like come and go across the border. And he's like, so we're pretty much the same people. Yeah. And I was like, oh, interesting that I don't know how their, their states work or their nations or however. But he had a cool accent and Mm -hmm. I didn't know what it was at first. I was like, where is this dude from? You know, Mm -hmm. like, and I love playing the accent game. You hear it and you're like, hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Well, usually too, like, Sometimes we'll see our drivers will be like Haitian and then they get super excited because Sean can speak French enough and they speak French and it's cool. Um, But yeah, he he was really interesting. He was. And what was interesting. So he was uh, talking about how he sorry, he had to get on the the phone with the DMV while we were. And he said, I apologize. I've already been on hold. Yeah. Take this call. I was like, go right ahead. You know, do your thing. And so he was trying to figure out how to get the title the the title for his car because he had paid off his loan and you know it's the government so there's this and that and you know this paperwork and so he's like he was so polite and and uh able to uh discuss what he needed with the person right make sure he got all his information so i have to fill out this form okay look and we were at a light he's like let me write that down you know so So he was dealing with them and then he was complaining after the fact so he's off the phone with them he's complaining to us about how expensive things are like how they want to like tax you on everything yeah basically because of the title like oh that's another 20 dollars for this for this paperwork and da, da, da. but then he was talking about how new york is so expensive and the fees to get in and out of or on or it's off really of the tolls. island it's not fees it's tolls right taxes basically and would he say it was 16 dollars to go from his place in new jersey to the city well yeah because he but he's found his way around so he doesn't have to pay the 17 dollars on that one uh tunnel or whatever Arizona or something i don't know what it was i forget but he has to pay four dollars to get on this other turnpikey thing but he says what's next there i'm gonna wake up and step out of my bedroom open my door and they charge me to open my own door (laughs) right and but then he started talking so like everyone he's he's griping about taxes which is totally fine but then he says you know i came to america because the opportunity mm-hmm. so he won the the green card lottery which if you don't oh, know is that what he said yes wow well, we, we i know. asked him i said how did you, you now know, i how? know three people who've won the green card lottery yeah it's a big deal our friend yelena and also um yeah uh, the big irish dude rory rory thank you i want to say rudy and i was like that's not right yeah but uh, um anyway he won the lottery and he and his wife are in america in new york and even though he was saying how expensive everything is, everybody want, has their hand in your pocket taking money. This is the place to do it, though. This is the place to to make your mark in the world and and opportunity. And if you want to work, you can work. There's well, it jobs. Kinda, it was kind of cool because he was like, I see other guys in my area 
um, you know, at three, four o'clock, because that's about the time we were headed or no, it was like we were headed to the airport like 11. He's like around now they'd be. What did he say they'd be wearing? It was like a singlet, singlet, which, which is, is like a wife top. beater. Yep. Um, and he goes sitting outside with like, you know, a fifth of Jack Daniels calling it a day, complaining about, you know, things not going right for them. He's like, that's not me. I came here to work. I'm was, not, I didn't come here to go to the, the disco and impregnate a bunch of ladies. Know, and it's really funny. He goes, I'm here to work. And uh, I'm going to, he had kind of his business plan, but like this car was paid off mm-hmm. at, which was like, I don't know, like an $80,000 like SUV, suburban. like a yeah. big, you know, monster. And his plan was to get another couple of them. And well, his he wanted brother, to sell his older, that's what he just paid off to the, the DMV. He wanted to sell it because people are wanting to pay top dollar for them. It was oh, like a Toyota Highlander. That's right. And he was like, I want to sell that. And then I think I can get another car so that we can both be driving and making more money. Anyway, it was, I always think it's refreshing just to hear from another person's perspective, especially about a country that, that I was born and raised in. But I, I always appreciate when people are like, I came here to work. You know, I didn't come here to like sit on a porch and complain about the government while I drink a, a fifth of Jack Daniels on a, yeah. you know, Monday afternoon. He's making the most of, of <laughs> mm-hmm. the opportunities. And, and I, they went back to Nigeria. Oh, this kills me. And then let's get into some letters. Okay. They went back to Nigeria to visit family, he and his wife. And first of all, he was like, COVID's like not a thing there. People just, they, they take ivermectin all the time, I guess, for uh, a bunch of different things. Well, I have to push back on it because I, I did look up what the numbers are in Nigeria and it's raging just like everywhere oh, else. Okay. But he, he the, acted like it was no big deal. But then he was like, you know, we get treated for malaria all the time. We'll get treated for COVID all the time. He acted like it was just like another thing, viral issue that they deal with. And Sean asked him, how many times in your life have you had malaria? Because he was talking about how you just know when it's coming on, like he could feel it. And he'd be like, oh, I've got it. I know what it, you know. And he was thinking, he's like, well, if you really want to know, let me think. I want to be correct and accurate. And he's thinking, and in my head, I'm like, what, 10, 15 times? Homeboy comes back with, I'd have to say, about 150 to 200 times. <laughs> he's probably, what, my age, your age? Like in it's, his 40s? I, th- I think probably like 40. Yeah. 150 to 200 times. <laughs> I was like... And wow. So, so essentially what he was saying is that in Nigeria, they're just treating it like any other thing. Like it's just something we live with now. Get on with your life. And it was just, it was, I don't know. It's just interesting to hear other people's perspectives. What's happening in other countries, you know, and how, yep. how is it affecting them? So apparently um, it is raging. So he was not correct that it's mm-hmm. not a thing. But I, I, th- I was surprised for it to not to be a thing when Nigeria is so heavily populated. But I think what he was trying to illustrate was that they're not, it's not that it's not the a, same things. It's not that it's not a thing. It's that the severity of the disease is not uh, decimating the population. Well, like hospitalizations and deaths aren't. People aren't necessarily as overweight. So the the, the comorbidities mm-hmm. are yeah. not necessarily as present. Maybe they're eating uh, more fruits and vegetables, less factory yeah, less food. Processed I don't know. Food, I don't know. But the fact that so what I was trying to do in my uh, in asking about how how often he he'd had malaria growing up is I was curious if he had taken so many antivirals. Oh yeah. That his body's just like, yeah. 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 If, if basically they have, you know, a, a built up some sort of form of immunity to, you know, or, or durability that mm-hmm. if their uh, constitution is, is that much it could be. stronger. I mean, and he I said he know. got COVID and he, he, I don't know. He didn't say when I don't think, but he'd gotten it and he was fine kind of thing. He yeah. acted like, yeah, I got it. And then I was fine, but fascinating. Anyway, blue, it blew my mind 150 at 200 time, mm-hmm. but very nice guy. Um, yeah. 
we really we really enjoyed i enjoy hearing other perspectives again discourse have conversation conversation, hearing what's going on with them and let your curiosity lead you don't mm -hmm. let other people decide what your conversation is going to be are we ready for letters oh i got a couple of notes that i clipped Mm. into my uh what's your note well so there's a funny account um that i follow on instagram Mm -hmm. called crazy bitch probs oh yes crazy bitch probs Mm -hmm. did you see this one that came up no you want to read it (laughs) it's an instagram post no it's not an instagram post it is they post on instagram but this is a craigslist post you know missed connections they remember misconnections on Craigslist. They still exist. And this person placed this under misconnections. <clears throat> it's entitled, You Farted in Kroger Yesterday. Man looking for woman, 31 in Midtown. You were the tall brunette with the near perfect body that farted in the bread section last night. I was a tall guy next to you that looked over and asked, Was that you? You quickly replied, No. It wasn't me. You almost seem insulted that I would ask. As the stink grew, you continued to deny your flatulence. But it was evident. I tried to get rid of the stench by waving two loaves of ciabatta bread. (laughs) You proceeded to storm off in an angry manner. You were beautiful. And even if you are a liar and fart like a Clydesdale, I'd love to meet up. (laughs) (laughs) And fart like a Clydesdale. Who farts right next to someone in a public place? At least walk away and Mm. do what they call crop dusting, where you just like leave it. Here's another one. Uh, this one is from an Instagram account called Boozy Betch. Mm. You follow some funny things. Okay. This is just a meme. And it says, my mom was cleaning out their liquor cabinet and offered me a bottle of vodka they've had for ages. I had to say no because I know it's 70% water from me stealing it when I was 16. <laughs> <laughs> just say yes and take the evidence. Right. Oh, oh boy. My That's funny. Oh, and then there was this one. I'll, and I'll... I'll put this on the screen. Oh, I've seen it. It's so I shared it to my stories. Oh, it's a dog doing yoga with with its mommy, and it does all the moves. It's really cute. It Even does lifts down dog, its which, little leg up mm-hmm. and lifts its other little leg up. It's just too it's cute. super cute. I just I use the internet not as a way to be incensed, but as a way to bring levity to my life. Mm, yeah. Same, same. So let me go back into my notes here and see if there's anything else. Oh, oh, this is called. The greatest moment in television history. Oh. That's from Magnum P.I. I'll put yeah. it on the screen. So it's Magnum P.I. And it looks like it's a nun, but it's clearly a dude, isn't it? Anyway, he says, good morning, sir. And he turn, he walks away and he says, nuns don't work on Sunday. And then he turns around and shoots at the nun. <laughs> <laughs> Magnum P.I. And that's the greatest moment in television history. And see, he shot the nun and she fell off the ladder. Yep. It was someone pretending to be a nun. I think it's a dude trying to pretend to be right. a nun. Right. Uh, that, that could just be me. What's this? Must be a rock band, are you? It's bubbles. <laughs> it's Peter. Oh, is it Peter? Okay. Sorry. I, I clip all these notes into here, but mm-hmm. sometimes I don't remember why I clipped it. Here's another one that came up, and this was a reel mm-hmm. from, uh, it looks like a weather woman, mm-hmm. and I, I just thought this was hilarious, and I'll, I'll play it okay. on the screen as well. Seven and Marshall 50 is the current temperature right now oh. in Winona. Ooh, that's funky. What is going... Ooh. What is happening? <laughs> I don't really know what's going on. Oh, man. Do you guys want one, Jennifer? Or two, Jennifer? Oh, my God. It's like when you <laughs> get a virus on your computer and it sends all those pop-ups. <laughs> <laughs> can, you, can you leave that train off tomorrow? 
<laughs> Wait, what now? Can you lead that train off the screen? <laughs> <laughs> she's not doing anything. That guy's like, <laughs> she's having fun. <laughs> Why not? I'm Live on the news. Temperature is 58 degrees. I have uh, no idea what that was, but uh, that was brilliant. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so Oh, that, I like that she had a good time with it. That's it, you know? Have a good time. I mean, live television is, is you know... Life throws you curveballs. Can be stressful. Oh, and then oh. this on TikTok. I found this. And I know we'll get into letters in a second. I'm just, oh, I saw this too. Oh, you did? Okay. It's okay. You can show it to people. It's All cute. Right. He's trying to move his dog off the bed. And this Whoa. is the... <laughs> he doesn't want to get up. What a roar. <laughs> He pulled his hand back. Uh-huh. Like he thought he might bite him or something. <laughs> okay. Last one here, Katie. The last one. Here you go. You can, you can press play on that one. Oh, I haven't seen this one. <laughs> She's cleaning, but dancing. She's clearly seen somebody dance. It's too cute. <laughs> oh, I love these things. I know. Okay. TikTok's well, maybe we'll place. keep them. Maybe we won't. Oh, there was the cow. Oh, this one. Okay. Well, okay. this is the last one now. Okay. You ready? Uh huh. Okay. Okay. I've turned up. Yes, this is Bill with Human Resources. Mm hmm. He's such a gangster. So, but then, it's so true, though. And love. then I'm ready for work. Yeah. Uh, Hi, this I didn't is Bill ex- from I Human didn't Resources. expect that one. It really threw me for a loop. That is too funny. No, um, there was this funny... Everybody will appreciate this. There was this funny TikTok I saw, and I shared it with Sean. And I can I can share it here, too. But I, you know how much I love TikTok. And this one just really struck a chord with me because I guess I'm old, too. And I sometimes forget. And it, it's just funny. Just listen here. So I was just inside a Chick-fil-A, uh, and while waiting to get my order, there was a sound that started happening, and this was the sound that played. Now, the people behind the counter, almost all of them were high school students, and they were doing a good job, they were working hard, but for the life of them, they could not figure out what the sound was, and I... I said to them, hey, I think the phone is off the hook. So they pick up the phone. It's a cordless phone. And they're looking at the phone, not knowing what's going on or how to make the phone stop making the sound. They didn't know what the sound was. They didn't know what it meant. And I said again, hey, it's off the hook. And one of them turns to the other and says, I think that means it's out of battery. (laughs) And this is the moment I realize I am old, like really old. I think it's out of battery. Isn't that, it just killed me because as soon as I heard that noise, I was like, oh my God, the phone's off the hook. But your cell phone doesn't do that. So you have no, because. Yeah. I mean, phones are just not. And also the off the open. hook now has become like, it's off the hook. Woo. It's crazy. Woo. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure people don't use that term anymore and I'm probably out of date already. But the fact that they were like, I think it means it's out of battery. I'm like, hit, oh, hang up. It's open. The line is open. For some reason, someone left the line open. But anyway, it really. It's cute. Yeah, it really cracked me up because it's like, it reminds me of when your nephew, Justin, was like, what's a cassette? Oh, and you were yeah. like, what? But technology. And I said, you put music on it. He said, oh, like a CD. Mm-hmm. But Justin's so old now that 
You I know, know someone a, says a CD and he, you know, if I he think has it's to, funny is he's not even that much younger than I am. Is he, yeah, like he is. six years younger than I am? No, he's quite a bit younger than you are. I'm only 38 and I think he's like 32. No, he's not 32. He's born in 92. So he's 30. 30. Okay. Or he's almost 30, 29. Mm, yeah. Okay. He's not 30 yet. I thought he was a little over 30, Mm-mm. but it's just funny how quickly technology moves. Yeah. So anyway, that, that noise, I was like, the phone's off the hook. <laughs> don't know what that means okay let's get into your letters it's enough of us rambling okay um are we oh yeah last we read about anthony's lunches i remember yes now this is from christoph hi christoph hello it is entitled a lighter note than my last letter puppy parlance and some more thoughts after listening to otdm number 92 ah okay I'm ex- and it's okay to have heavy notes. We There's lots of heavy stuff going on these I'm days. I'm going to brace myself for the criticism. We're ready. It says, hi, Katie and Sean and the rest of the OTDM world. Christoph here, your minister of rock and roll and ambassador to the country without kangaroos. Yes, English speaking people often mix up Austria and Australia. Yeah, without kangaroos. Yeah, Austria is the one <laughs> in the South Pacific. Uh, it reminds me of Dumb and Dumber when she talks to that woman, uh, in the car at the very beginning and rolls the window down and she says, where are you from? She says, Austria. And he goes, good day, mate, or whatever. She's like, it's like throw another shrimp on the Bobby. Okay. But I learned two things. Mention Mozart or the sound of music and they'll know which one I'm from. Mm-hmm. That's true. People do know that the sound of music or Mozart are both from Austria, or at least I would, I guess. I didn't know that. Sound of Music is in Austria, but I have not actually seen The Sound of Music. So, but that's the Von Trapp family. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You haven't seen it? No. Oh, you'd hate it. It's a musical. Yeah, I'm not a musical. Sean guy. does not like musicals. We were even just talking the other day about Queen. And I love Queen and think it's really fun and like kitschy and like musical ish. And Sean's like, Mm-mm. the band Queen. No. Oh, not yes. The Queen of England. No. I mean, she's whatever. She's kitschy. She's pretty kitschy. And likes musicals. <laughs> No, but Buckingham Palace. No, but I love. We're going to march, march, march. You can keep going. Is that all you got? Uh, it's as far as I've written it. It's pretty. Got to tease pretty the audience. Sure. <laughs> I'm hoping to get myself a Broadway play out of it. You know, one bar a piece. That's all you get. Yeah. Is just one bar of music. Um, no, but Queen as Prince Andrew is a scandal, a scandal, scandal. Okay, as a musician, I think is hilarious and fun and. I've always loved Queen and Nick and I used to listen to it a lot. We're listening to the car and I was talking about like how funny, like fat bottom girls and my bicycle. And there's all these funny songs like, uh, I want to ride my bicycle. I want to. And Sean's like, exactly. That's why I don't, I'm not a big fan. But there is some stuff that I love about Queen. Brian May is a hell of a guitarist and Freddie Mercury, his when he's not amazing. playing games with his voice, when he's, you know, uh, not playing games, but when he's not being playful, when it's like rock and roll, I really dig that that side of Queen. But Ride My Bicycle, I'm like, It's eh. funny. It's cute. I like and Fat it. Bottom Girls is a good song. It's That's a, a really good jam. Good song. It's a really good jam. Anyway, Stadium rock. I always, I loved Queen, but I also like musicals. Mm-hmm. And I also like grew up in theater. If anyone ever wants to see the power of Freddie Mercury, there is a concert you can look it up on YouTube, and it's live from Montreal. Mm-hmm. And you, you see what a what a force that man was in terms of being able to sing, to be a performer, to do command know, a massive audience. Do we know why they Queen the band 
that's still around. All, the only person who passed away is Freddie Mercury, right? Which, I mean, he is the voice of the band. You but, know, I don't know if... Uh, but anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Why they didn't support the film that came out recently, like two years ago? I suspect that in order to make a film happen... Mm-hmm. That's Made it more a, salacious uh, than it was. A, a biopic? Biopic? Biopic. Anyways. Biopic. Yeah, not necessarily salacious, but listen, if, if someone was to tell your story mm-hmm. and... Not every moment of your story has been documented. Yeah. Like conversations. Don't you think they'd have them assist in the writing or in the... I think there was that, but in order to make the film more uh, condensed, more uh, snazzy in certain parts, mm. you know, you have to, you have to take some creative liberties, mm. but, you know, and that's the difference between a documentary mm-hmm. and, and a, a narrative. Yeah. And if you're making a narrative, you're going to take some creative liberties to, to get the, the point across that that kind of bugs me when people uh talk about a a a narrative film mm-hmm. as if it's the gospel because I know. you're like no 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 it it's loosely based on that story you just kind of have to be aware of it you know well what it means when it's like based on a true story is there's like this one thread of a story and then then the movie wraps around it <laughs> yeah and i would assume that that that's where the disconnect between the the band members mm-hmm. and but i don't know i yeah. I only know half the story. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Okay, back to Christoph's Oh, oh hi, Christoph. Sorry, mm-hmm. sorry. So remember The Sound of Music in Austria, not Australia. When I saw the pictures of Roxy with the inflatable pillow around her neck, I was amazed. Such a great idea instead of those stupid cones. I was wondering how they impact the hearing of our dogs, as all sounds must arrive at their ears amplified. I wondered that too, and that's why I didn't want to get her the cone, because I was afraid, mm-hmm. you know. Also, she would like hit stuff with the cone and i just felt like the little that was easier well yeah here here's a test flick your ear i mean i've got headphones on right now but if if you just like you know hit the cartilage of your ear it really is amplified or even just put your your you know your hand around your yeah or if you have a conch shell at home hold that up and listen for the ocean but an amplifying device right a gramophone (laughs) right up to your ear Mm -hmm. right and they already have better hearing right says in a situation when they are not feeling that well anyways and our dogs usually knew how to get um, rid of the cone within a half an hour and once they know that trick there's no chance that they'll stay on longer i know she fought it and tried to get her paw in it and she would like pull but it was attached to her collar so she couldn't really get it off but she did try to chew through all the parts that like held it we had to throw it out when when we were done with it it was done she chewed through the velcro like thing that tried held it together it did its job so that's good yeah she's a funny girl okay um and what okay once they know that trick yeah but i'll remember the pillow trick uh for our next dogs as roxy seems quite comfortable with it yeah she wasn't terribly because she could sleep with it and everything well she had a pillow wherever she went Mm -hmm. so she would just kind of lean over and it was funny boom it was you know yeah i'm glad we're done with that and she's okay and i hated having to get her spayed I don't know why. I just had a really hard time having that happen. I don't know. I didn't want them to take her. I didn't want to have to do the surgery and then the recovery. Because she, after like two days, was like, "What? Why? why can't I run around like a maniac and leap? I'm like, you just had a major surgery. She knows you're talking about her. so she's- She was barking in her sleep. It's funny, huh? I don't know if you guys can hear it, but she's barking in her sleep. Okay. Or, I don't know, doing something in her sleep. <laughs> oh, her little paws are shaking. Okay, sorry. Focus, focus. 
anyways um so yeah she was pretty comfortable and I, I, i'd highly recommend it it says actually isn't it great always to have a pillow around that you can rest <laughs> which you can rest your head exactly then i found it interest oh then i found it interesting that you mentioned that roxy would howl all the time in santa monica because of the ambulances we also live close to a big hospital and i can assure you our dogs are used to the sirens and don't even bother to look um look oh bother to look if they hear one and then there's the yellow rescue helicopter that flies over our garden every once in a while and sometimes two or three times a day wow that is a lot of action for your doggos um i find helicopters to be rather obnoxious yeah we used to i hated in santa monica how many things would fly over our house what really bugs me is when someone is touristing with a mm. helicopter i get it if it's a service you're rushing to the hospital or if you're you know but there's those, a lot of rich people in LA that be like, look, it's our house. Yeah, I know. And you feel like they're going to land on your I'm like, oh my God. What are you doing? What are you doing? Okay, it says every other dog goes crazy when a helicopter passes by that low, but our dogs just ignore it. They gotten used to it, just as they used to get, um, as they'd gotten used to airplanes. As one of the dog parks we took them to when they were young was directly in the flight path of airplanes descending into the Vienna airport. And as it is up a hill, they are really close and you have the feeling you can almost touch them although it's another 10 to 15 miles to the runway so roxy would get used to it and learn to ignore it that's good to know and it's just like us getting used to it like your sister coming to visit and being like oh my god all these sirens and we're like what sirens what do you mean the one thing my dogs never ignore is the crow that lives close by and comes to our garden it loves to sit in the grass and when the dogs come charging and barking it flies up into a tree and it really loves that game our squirrels do that to her i think a little bit crows are smart they are crows oh, ravens whatever but they what is the bird that we ha- we have the crow anine but it's a different type of bird here there is an intersection where thousands of birds around five o'clock just hang out yeah it it's a massive flock of birds it's a main like highway slash artery into austin i don't know why they're there every day and we've opened our windows and you can hear them t- like they're making noise i wonder if anyone in our audience is uh, an ornithologist Ooh. And if so, so I mentioned something and I don't know if it's true, which happens all the time. It just comes out and I'm like, ooh, <laughs> but we're in the car and I was like, oh, the reason you were like, look at all the birds. This is amazing. I was like, the reason why is they're following the magnetic signals of the earth. And, I was like, mm. and you're like, mm, I don't think so. <laughs> you shot me at sideways look while you're driving. I was like, no, no, that's why they all fly in synchrony or in synchronicity. And is that the word? Synchronicity. Okay. Uh-huh. They, you know, they fly as, like the whole flock yeah, fly turns. Mm-hmm. How does the, so if there's 50,000 birds flying to the sky, how does the one on the outside of the flock know, know what the one on the other side of the flock is doing? And they all turn at once. They must be following some unknown highway or something. And it's the same thing with fish mm-hmm. under the water. Yeah. How do they all know to turn at the same time? Why are they, in, why are they in sync? I don't and know. I think they're following magnetic. Does anybody know? Let us know. Calling all ornithologists. (laughs) But those birds, the amount of birds at this intersection is fucking insane. And it's every day. It's so strange. And they're not crows. They are black birds, but they have these long skinny tails. They're balance beam Mm -hmm. uh, device. Yeah. They like, they like to stay on the the wires. Anyway, we find it fascinating. It's like the movie, the Hitchcock movie, the birds. birds. You're like, Oh, I wouldn't want to be out of the car here because those things can peck you and take out your eye. And there's so many of them. (laughs) Yeah. There's a a movie that my sister and I saw. She'd come out to California many years ago and it's a Billy Bob Thornton movie. And 
a bunch of birds come rushing out of this building or something or no in the field they're in the field mm-hmm. and uh these birds come and they they fly past billy bob and this other guy and the birds are hitting them you know <laughs> the guy's like ow, ow. and billy bob flirton says hey man did you see the birds <laughs> like because he's his character's kind of daft oh, oh gotcha he's like he's yeah like, i yeah, saw them f- i just they <laughs> flew right bleeding it's some of them have pecked him in the head with their sharp beaks you know oh my God. hey man did you see the birds like he was all freaked out you know yeah, of course I yeah, saw. Yeah, I saw the birds, you idiot. So now whenever I talk to my sister, not whenever, but a lot of times when I talk to Kim. Man, just say the birds. Hey, hey, hey Kim, do you see the birds? <laughs> oh my God. Okay, back to Christoph's letter. It says, and I had a flashback a few days ago when Katie shared an Instagram story about the crows gathering in your neighborhood in the past. Uh, in the past, it's funny. It's like he knew what we were going to talk about. This is crazy. Okay. It's because he's talking about the birds. Oh, in Santa Monica. Yeah, the, the, the crow wedding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, no, this is a few days ago, so it's not back in Santa Monica. So oh. hold on. About the crows gathering in your neighborhood. In the past, a few hundred thousand crows would come from Russia to Vienna in the winter. Maybe we talked about this already. The crow, the the bird, the birds. We talked about crows in Santa Monica. Don't you remember? We, we I know we did. But That's I, what he's talking about there. Oh. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I just, he said a few days ago, we had a flashback. And I, that was like a long time ago that we talked about it. But anyway, it doesn't matter. So a few hundred thousand crows would come from Russia to Vienna in the winter. And just before dusk, they would gather in large, really large groups and make a lot of noise before they all went to sleep in the Vienna woods. That's so fascinating. But yeah, they can be really loud. It's just a little too cold in Russia. So they'd go go south, south for the winter to Austria. To Austria. (laughs) It's a little bit warmer. And this is how I know that climate change is real. The Russian crows don't come anymore. Oh, interesting. Oh, it's warm enough in Russia? Yeah, it's not as cold, so they don't come Mm. south anymore. Mm. That's wild. Sometimes I really miss that busy um, hustling in the late afternoon sky. But obviously, it's now warm enough in winter for them to stay in Russia, or at least not wander that far anymore. So maybe they don't have to go as far south. And good wishes to our science wanker, Sue. I really hope that your symptoms will get better soon. I just recently read a study that long COVID can affect up to 75% of those infected, even or especially when they've had only mild symptoms. What? We have a friend who's struggling with it and it's been really, really hard for her. And everyday activities just like put her out. Um, But for the most, the symptoms get better after a while. So there is hope that this is not a lifelong condition now. Fingers crossed. I know, totally fingers crossed. And uh, Fab's our friend who has long COVID as well. Her doctor is feels this way too, that like it will get better slowly but surely. And they have like a protocol they're trying to apply right now. So we'll see. Um, Okay. Fingers crossed. Only recently, I was surprised when I watched a video of a concert from 2018 or 2019 on YouTube. It was not not only so strange to see all the people acting carefree around each other, right? It's almost weird to see people in huge gatherings without masks. That's how I felt (gasps) at the show in New York. And while it wasn't uh, a stadium or a a mega concert, like a... Mm -hmm there was a lot of people gathered for that show. And I, at first I, I, I was quite excited to mm-hmm. see or to be part of a crowd. I haven't been part of a crowd in a long time. Yeah. And then I was nervous, but then once we were all laughing and, and forget about it, I forgot about it. And I came back from New York feeling recharged for being around people, mm-hmm. which is weird. And, and, and I had to think about, stop and think about it for a couple of days. I was yeah. like, why do I feel like, and yeah, maybe because we weren't working, um, but yeah, but more than nice. that, I think it was just being around groups of people instead of being isolated. 
Well, yeah, I think we don't realize the the toll it's taking. You know, it's it's hard. Come honestly. on, I'm a hermit, but I'm not that much of a hermit. Well, that's the thing <laughs> is, people are years. like, maybe I've turned into an introvert. I'm like, no, you've been forcefully pushed into a space where you don't get to see anybody, and it's not okay. And you're we're adaptive, yeah. so your body's trying to adapt. I've been institutionalized. Well, and then also because of the fear of like catching it, it's like you're scared to be around other people. Or I'm I'm worried about you know getting someone else sick, right? Yeah. So, anyways. Yeah. Okay. Back to the letter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So it said um, it was not only strange to see all the people acting so carefree around each other. It also seems so long ago, although it's only two years. I think COVID has changed us a lot in this time. I agree. It's 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 wild what's happened in the past since March of 2020. Then a warm welcome to our new military liaison, KJ. I personally am a pacifist. I could see that, Christoph. And my favorite army movie and TV series is MASH. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do, 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 and clinger mm-hmm. just hilarious but then it is amazing how an army is organized on all these different levels from the platoon to the whole army and everything in between the logistics and the it's, it's it, the organization is wild i know i'm not very good with spreadsheets i can't imagine <laughs> <laughs> handle that sort of spreadsheet it says and this is nothing new armies have been organized like this for a millennia at least the roman legions had this level of organization as well and i think this is only possible with a huge amount a huge amount of bureaucracy in the background so i was not surprised to hear that in the early 2000s that the british defense ministry finally dissolved two departments who were administering naval divisions that had been disbanded around world war 1 <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> almost 100 years earlier as I always say, a good bureaucracy administers everything, even if it's real or not. <laughs> and I remember to this day when my girlfriend and I were in France with our dogs, when we had three, somewhere in southern France, suddenly a platoon of soldiers of the Foreign Legion entered the train. Oh, the Foreign Legion. What does that mean? The Foreign Legion. I Is that like for all of Europe or something? No, it's France. Um, and I could be wrong here, but my understanding of the Foreign Legion is if you were in trouble... Uh, with the government, if you're a criminal, you know, you had a choice. You go to jail or you join the Foreign Legion. And you you go soldiering abroad on behalf of France. And so the Foreign Legion, uh, a lot of French colonies were run by the, or not run, but enforced by the Foreign Legion, Mm -hmm. I believe. I could be wrong. And then so a lot of North Africa, uh, you know, the the, the Foreign Legion would be there. But they were were a rough crowd, you know. And now I'm not saying the Foreign Legion is that way now, but I believe that's that's their their history. I I could be wrong. Oh, funny. I didn't know anything about the Foreign Legion. He says, so they entered the train. Obviously, they'd been on some exercise and they took up all the space in the train. Not... Not that they were unfriendly or um, or in any way. Actually, the opposite was true. But the only place that we could stay in the train was in the toilets as each other inch was occupied. But once they got off the train in Marcel, Marseille, 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 they were in marching formation within seconds. So much discipline. I actually enjoy watching that kind of stuff because it's just fascinating to me. Like how everybody follow. Yeah, they're following a magnetic uh, <laughs> thing in, in it's invisible, but they the soldiers are able to tune into it. That's how they tune in. Yeah. You know, that's how they dance in synchrony. You know, it's crazy when it comes to soldiers doing that. It's it's very interesting to see, like my sister, for instance, her little fo- oh. photo of her and the cadets. Oh my gosh, I'll put it on the, the screen. It's super cute. <laughs> but you know, they teach you these things. Now, sometimes you see it to the extreme. 
like even was it, is it the Chinese soldiers that like have their legs straight and they do this like kick and kick I'm like, up, their shoes up. must be like all fucked boots up. Boots and pants and boots and pants and boots and pants. I find it fascinating. Anyway, okay. So they got off and they're in marching formation within section sec- seconds. Jeez, I feel really bad if I'm aligning the French military with my comprehension of the Foreign Legion. People will let us know. It's yeah. not, you're not let maligning them. I don't, I didn't mean any disrespect. No, di- no disrespect. Okay. It says, I'm glad to be a civilian and I really hope to see the day when we don't need armies anymore in this world. Agreed. Okay, it says, and speaking of France and Spanish and all the, the, oh, and all this mix up, 10 years ago, we went on vacation in the Bordeaux region and rented a house from a very lovely elderly couple. The only downside was that we did not speak French and neither did they, as they had been moving to France from Spain many years before. So they spoke a wild mix of French and Spanish. And even for our French friends, they were hard to understand. That's like a Carlos. Speak no, but I was. Por- uh, our, our, uh, they speak French and Portuguese mm-hmm. clearly, but I was thinking like it's like Quebecois in France, where it's like it's hard to understand. Mm-hmm. Or people who have really thick accents, they speak English, but they have a really thick right Italian accent or something. She's really enjoying her nap. Okay, so they spoke this wild mix, right? But they were really lovely and came over to chat every once in a while. And with my basic knowledge of French, Spanish, and Italian, we were able to have simple conversations. Well, that's it for this week. Sending hugs and best wishes, Christoph. Thank you, Christoph. Um, yeah, it's interesting how communication and how important it is, but also how how simplified we can make it. Because I do this when I, because I speak Spanish, but not great. Like I speak it enough. Um to barely get around i'm improving it right now i'm doing my duolingo but i think that you know it's uh i feel i don't know if anybody else feels this way but i always want to speak whatever language someone else speaks because i enjoy conversations so much and talking to people and getting to know people and then i feel so limited and when you don't have much language to work with you realize just how little actually has to be said versus how much you want to say right Cause like every time I encounter someone who speaks Spanish, I can have a, a decent conversation medium, but I can't really like, I don't have any personality. Yeah. I mean? it, it limits your ability to communicate, but you know what I find enjoyable about other languages mm-hmm. is it's a, a mental exercise, almost like the way you feel good after you stretch or yeah. after you run or after you lift weights or whatever it is that you do. Mm-hmm. I find the, the, the way your brain feels tired after mm-hmm. whether it's, listening and trying to 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 figure out what someone's saying or whether you're trying to participate by by having the conversation that mental stretch is really important because it keeps you fresh keeps the i'm gonna make it up uh, you know the fluids neuroplasticity yeah exactly it's good for you i mean i don't know and i'd have to ask my friend ben who we had on the on my podcast he's a neuroscientist but he did share and if i don't know if I'm sure doing certain things keeps your brain more active and it's good. I, I, he, I Crossword puzzles, for instance. But I didn't ask him about that. He did say that as we age, our, our neuroplasticity just goes down just because, you know, our brain, we're getting older. It can't, it can't, it's like my muscles can't do as much as they used to do. I think that we're going to get past it. In all of Sean's research. I want to be 150. That's what I'm shooting for. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So, Okay. Well, thank you, Christoph. It's good to hear from you. Next letter? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Next letter is from Aaron, and it's entitled Favorite Games. 
says, hi, Katie, Sean, Roxy, and the OTDM family. I hope you had an awesome Christmas and a happy new year. In episode 93, you asked for our favorite computer and video games. And though I'm not really a gamer, I do play a few games. I had the original Nintendo growing up. I was born in 1983. That's a pretty good year, I have to say. Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt were good. But my favorite game was Dr. Mario. I feel like I don't think I played that. I feel like I can visualize the outside of the box at. Oh, is he wearing like a coat mm-hmm. and a stethoscope? Mm-hmm. I don't know if it I want to play f- Doctor with Mario. It was a falling block puzzle game, and the player's objective is to destroy the viruses populating the on-screen uh, playing field by using colored vitamin capsules that are tossed into the field by Mario, who assumes the role of the doctor. Hmm. I remember this. I think Nick and I rented it before. The player manipulates the capsules as they fall because you have to line up the colors. So like it'd be like yellow and red in them. You'd want to make sure the reds and then it. So similar to a Tetris style puzzle. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, she's going to tell us more, but if my memory is recalls anything, that's what I think it is. Okay. So the player manipulates the capsules as they fall with the goal of being to align similar colors, which removes the viruses. Yeah. So the player progresses through the game by eliminating all the viruses on the screen at each level. It's a little like Tetris, another game that I loved. I loved both games so much that my mom said that I packed the car and van like it was Tetris because everything fit perfectly, even if it took me a few tries. Sean's good like that, too. When we were moving out here, you Tetris does up real good. Volumetrically, I see things. Yeah, he's pretty good with things like that. Which is strange, like liquids, pouring them in, or or Tupperware, putting oh, things I in. Oh, I always too I big. eyeball something, and, and I can see. It could be my years of training with Tetris. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know, but when we were moving out, so when we drove away from our apartment, which is such a weird feeling to like pack up the car and be like, bye. And our cooler wouldn't fit. So we're like, bye cooler. We just left it by the recycling bin. But um, anyway, Sean had packed everything up because we had like our tool cover our like coffin cover thing on top. And we had everything in the back. And then our money tree was the only plant we could take with us. The rest wouldn't fit. He like fitted in perfectly i was impressed that we got in what we got in and then it didn't quite go back in the same way after we'd spent what like a week and a half in tucson but he did it again and it was good thanks that was fun to stay in tucson too i can't believe that happened i've like already tried to forget about it kind of weirdly you know you're like doing other things you're like it's a while ago yeah wow thanks for having us tucson we had a good time okay i think uh, ferris bueller said it best life moves pretty fast if you're going to stop and look around once in a while, you might just miss it. It's true. Okay, back to the letter. Okay, back to the letter. So it was like Tetris, right? She said, um, um, I have always loved puzzle type games and I still play them today. My favorite games are um, the criminal games. Oh, criminal case games on Facebook. I am not aware of these. There are eight variations of the game. It's a detective themed hidden object game where you have to figure out who the murderer is by solving clues and talking to suspects. Hmm. This is right up my alley. I like this very much. I play six of the games now and have finished all levels on the seventh. Um, And I don't like the setup of the eighth, so I don't play that one. But I love listening to OTDM, a.k.a. or audiobooks as I play. That's it from your awesome Toronto contributor, Hugs Aaron. Thanks, Aaron. That's interesting. Um, Yeah, it's like I liked I loved Tetris as a kid. And I think I did play Dr. Mario. I just forgot about it, frankly. So it was kind of, it's kind of fun. That's the cool thing about the letters that we get from people is I'm like, oh yeah. Like I remember the little pills and you try to like line them up. 
Wow. We'll have to see if we can play it on our computers later. I bet you could find a ROM mm-hmm. emulator, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. to, to uh, throw you back. Yeah. Not that I'm going to do this, but I always wind one of those game cabinets that has all the titles in it, like a stand-up video game, you know, joystick. You mean like an arcade buttons. game? Yeah, a game cabinet. Uh, a Is full, that what those are called? A game cabinet? I've never heard it yeah, called full, that. Yeah, a full-size cabinet. Um, but with all the games in it, you know, from Double Dragon to... I don't know what that is. Oh. I never played it arcade. To WWF. That was a good game, man. Mm. Yeah. I only played like Nintendo-based games. Yeah. But you could get those in there too. A ROM emulator. You can load all the games into it and it'll just fire them up. Away you go. That's what uh, Shane and Ryland you- have. They have a, a full-size cabinet in the living room and it has a bunch of games on it. I don't understand Joust, what this plock. full cabinet is. It like you stand up and play it. Yeah, that's so it. you don't have the the controllers. Like, right, exactly. It's, oh, I don't it's like a, that at it's all. A, I don't like that at all. Like that you would see in an arcade. No thanks. <clears throat> I think my aunt and uncle had an arcade game. I think Zaxxon. Yeah, uh, Brad and Roxanne do, but I don't. I don't. I mean, I grew up in the country, so we didn't have like an our local arcade. Right. Maybe Nick would remember. Maybe we did have one downtown. There's probably one but game or two games in a convenience store or something, you know? Maybe, but people had them in their basements, mm-hmm. like one or two games, but we just grew up playing Nintendo. Like it was not, uh, arcade games are not my thing, but I think people grew up in like suburbs or cities. I like that people like to play games though, just mm-hmm. in general, that humans are so interested. I mean, dogs do the same thing. They play games, but yeah. uh, we were watching Seinfeld last night and the episode where they're playing pool in Frank Costanza's. <sighs> billiard room he has no room for a pool he's, he's got a pool That's table it. and because the guy who uh, jerry stiller ben stiller's father plays frank costanza he's so good and then michael richards who it's plays kramer. kramer they're both uh, physically gifted comedians they're very funny they're their physical humor and so you have these two guys trying to play pool in a very tight room yeah, you know, so you you know your stick you can't get the stick straight out because there's no room so it's like they're chipping them off of <laughs> yeah usually you know when you're playing pool maybe in someone's basement like there's one angle that always sucks like man i hope i don't get stuck between me and the you know the pillar or whatever yeah. but this every angle is terrible it's so funny <laughs> and then they end up using the the maestro's conducting baton and that actually works because it's shorter yeah it's like because you can't get those mini pool cues like for right. the mini games they really just needed something like that yeah <clears throat> but to funny. put a, a full-size uh eight ball table in there that was about, right? or nine ball funny okay <sighs> we have a letter from nora oh Ready? hey nora it's called episode 80 to the moon it says, hi, Katie and Sean. It's been a hot minute since I've wrote in to share anything, and I am watching slash listening to episode number 80 um, today while I work on more art. Her art's super cool, if you guys don't remember. I got to the part where you were talking about Elon Musk and how he won the contract to go to the moon. I was literally just wondering about why scientists haven't gone back to the moon again. Since they are landing robots on Mars and Saturn now, why not the moon again? I had no idea that Elon had plans to go to the moon, but thought that that was pretty neat. Also, why did I wake up with thoughts about space exploration today? I don't even know. While I'm writing, I also wanted to share with you one of my recent pieces in my One Wild Shape style. Remember, it's all connected. This is a Picard piece I did in Sharpie. In Sharpie. What is a Picard piece? Picard. Like Jean-Luc Picard from Star Trek? Yes. Mm -hmm. 100%. That was commissioned by someone for a Christmas present. Oh, Isn't it cool? You're right. I I thought I was I thought I was being facetious. No, no, Picard. Like you're correct. Cool. 
Yes. He made being bald cool. He did. Him and Telly Savalas. <laughs> Says if you want to see more art, I'm on Instagram at Sunset Tree Studio. Happy New Year! Thanks, Nora. That's Thank you, super Nora. super cool. Very nice piece. Okay, and we have one last letter. Ready? Okay, yeah. This is from Kelsey, and it is entitled "Info about Dog Food." I'm very interested. Remember, we're talking about grain, no grain, yes. meat, no meat, blah 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 blah. Still trying to figure it out. I think she's p- pretty happy. Look at that little baby. Okay. It says hi, hi, Kelsey listening to y'all's podcast and y'all are talking about dog food and i thought i would share some info i know way too much about dog food lol is that a joke like w-h-e-y like way (laughs) (laughs) no but that's a good one that's a bad joke i'm sorry it's a good joke okay it's just something that i'm fascinated with since dealing with issues with my own dog you guys are on the right path with stella and chewy yay most pet foods are owned by huge parent companies like Nestle Mars, Nestle Mars Hills. There's an independent company in Austin that makes their own pet food in-house. It's the Bones and Co. And it's available at Tomlinson's. Everybody buys their pet food from Tomlinson's here. Even her foster mom. It's just like a... A pet store? I think it sells more than just pet stuff, but it's like where you get everything kind of store. Okay. I'll have to look it up, but Tomlinson's, anyway, everybody buys their stuff there. So it's available there. And P&F Pet Provisions. She must be in Austin, I would say. I feed it along with my answers pet food and my doggy enjoys it and are doing, oh, my doggies enjoy it and are doing well on it. Bones and Co. also makes a goat whip that can be put on lick mats. Because <gasps> I use a lick mat for her. Oh, instead of cheese? Instead of the, the goat squeeze whip? cheese. Goat whip. What is that? <sighs> goat enzyme whipped goat hmm. but it can be put on lick mats kongs etc to keep doggies occupied one of mine has storm anxiety so we use a lick mat to help him and you guys are on the are right about the hydrolyzed food not being the best for long-term use because it, yeah someone wrote in is it natalie mm-hmm. and said that hydrolyzed is just uh code for msg yeah hydrolyzed protein is msg and i don't know if that's true or not but i I, that made me a little yeah because well, i know msg is not good for you right hypertension and i mean it tastes it makes things taste delicious mm, but you tasty. can't really taste msg right monosodium sodium glutamate glutamate yeah those glutamates mm. good glutes no but um i i only knew it wasn't good long term because that's what our vet said is like right. put it eight weeks and don't do it any longer essentially um okay so and this is true i've seen this on someone on tiktok not that they're like a a veterinarian or anything but she says i um if you continue using freeze-dried food i'd recommend rehydrating it with goat milk there's a lady who does this with her dog i've watched her because she makes its food and then before she gives it to him she has this little thing she opens of goat milk i like goat milk in terms of so there's a couple of different goat products that i like Mm -hmm. Uh, there's the Billy Goat Beard Brush. No. Um, <laughs> uh, goat yogurt. Mm-hmm. We like goat milk yogurt. And goat cheese. Mm-hmm. And goat feta. Have is, we had that? I don't remember. It's it's awesome. It's just a little different than Tangy. bovine. <laughs> you know, like rather yeah. than cow. What is a goat? Is that goat vine? <laughs> no, it's just they don't. It, I know <laughs> that people like are like. Pig lack. is porcine. Uh, horse is equine. What is a goat? I don't know. Dang it. We'd have to look it up. My knowledge only takes me so far. So far. Just uh, far enough. But I know um, people who, a lot of people who are lactose intolerant can handle goat milk. So it must just be different. Okay, Google. What family do goats belong to? That's not right. 
The family of goat is bovini. Bovini. Oh, it's so it bovine. is a bovine. Mm -hmm. How interesting. And then their milk is, it, it definitely, it's tang year. Mm -hmm. Bovidi, is that what it said? Bovini, like bovine, but okay. I didn't know how to pronounce it. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> okay. So mm -hmm. we're going to have to look up this Bones and Co. Because yeah. she recommends rehydrating with some goat milk. Bones and Co. Comma, answers, comma, cure, or primal all make great goat milks. Y'all are doing great as dog parents. We all learn as we go. Yeah. Thanks, Thank Kelsey. You. Thanks for the vote of confidence. Yeah. I'll definitely have to look into that because, yeah, because I, I, you know. You know, uh, about having uh, a dog in our house, mm -hmm. one, mm -hmm. and I, I think I posted something online yesterday. I was like, dogs are good for the soul because I was always just, you know, sitting there pondering the universe, like the universe <laughs> and everything. And the dog came up and um, was like wagging her tail. Mm -hmm. and And I was just like, kind of zoned out and then she tooted right in front of me <laughs> and then she looked at me and she turned and she sniffed her butt and then like looked back at me and like sometimes she's like uh-oh was that me yeah was that but, you but yes. this time she she's like sometimes dogs look like they're smiling i don't know what it is but she does but i don't know if she was just trying to you know play a joke like you know it's the fart game she's like, excuse me yeah <laughs> she's like that lady in the bread aisle that you right. know where he tried to wave two ciabatta breads yeah. together but uh no she it's, it's just good for you to have a, a pet around i really believe that night I, I forgot how nice it was and, mm -hmm. and and she's she's a lot of fun um but we're learning a lot because she's going to dog training mm -hmm. and i think it's more about understanding the parameters not the parameters but understanding the game between how humans interact yeah. and how dogs interact like they don't understand complex sentences like no. our book told us yeah they don't get abstract concepts yeah, so it is simple words yes single reinforcements and everything is in the moment for the most part mm -hmm. but she's learning or maybe it's us who's learning it's a little bit of both so quickly how to communicate and work together mm -hmm. uh we've <laughs> although we have not caught the critter underneath the deck we think it's an armadillo yes uh we've come to the conclusion our neighbor told us that if if uh it sounds like crinkling paper like somebody walking on newspapers yeah that's the sound of their shell moving around yeah so we, we hear this newspaper kind of rustle and Roxy and I go outside, we open the door and we move outside slowly and then we pounce. You jump and she does this like the fox jump. Like a snow fox. And she, she gets really high in the air. And she'll wait for you to jump and then she'll listen and then she jumps and then she listens. It's very cute. Working in tandem with the dog is really fun. Mm -hmm. we, we, we're not very good at hunting yet. We haven't caught anything. No. We haven't scared anything out of its hiding spot, but no. we have, have not scared given a lot up. of squirrels. Mm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. they run immediately um but yeah, i think that's why falconry is so cool mm -hmm. in that people work with the bird mm -hmm. and the bird as long as it's hungry will work with you mm -hmm. the so second you feed, overfeed it it won't yeah, come back <laughs> it'll fly off and you'll just wait and sometimes they'll mm -hmm. wait like a day or two i've well, only yeah, even longer sometimes once, it'll be a while they just aren't hungry that often that's when you know you're 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 taking the relationship with animals you know when mm -hmm. people work with horses or whatnot but i think falconry is really cool yeah and and to be able to be at that point you know like to have a, a hooded a hawk or something you know with the hood i think that's just wonderful it's pretty crazy i would love to do that or an owl i know we need to put our owl box up we someone was so kind to send it um yes. and we just haven't we need to get our trees we just have it's like we have all of these different things that we have to take care of and by so, summertime we're going to be up and rocking running and rolling yeah. um but yeah, it has been interesting learning how to work with, with Roxy and how to, to get her to understand. And I try to use certain terms repeatedly. Like if I, if I'm going out, I'll be like, I'm being, I'll be right back. 
and I know that the, she doesn't understand that whole sentence, but I'm hoping that she'll get used to it. So like we had to drop her at the boarding place when we went to New York and I was really nervous to leave her for like four nights. Um, she did great, but she was definitely like when she came home, it was like, Oh, Oh, you came back. Like, I don't think she, I think she was worried because the only other time she's been dropped off somewhere was when she was adopted or moved to the foster home or, you know what I mean? Yeah. So she's never been, no one's come back for her, which is kind of sad to me, but we did. And then that first night, she was so funny. On that note, we're going to leave the audience. And uh, we'll be right but back. We, we will be back <laughs> next week. We're going to have to get going here. Right. I know we do. We do. But anyway, it was just, I was glad that she did well at the boarding place. I was glad that her training's going well. And we have this. Did we talk about the harness? Oh, no, we didn't. It's called the Easy Walk harness. And it's what they recommend. And it hooks in the front of their chest. And I think maybe we've mentioned it before, but so they, because otherwise if they pull, if you have like a regular harness or a collar, they pull and they get used to that feeling and they want to pull you. Like it's kind of, I don't know. They said that it's like rewarding to dogs. They like that pull feeling and they want to keep pulling, but this harness hooks at the front. So if they pull it, pull them around, it turns their body. And so then they, they don't get the reward of it. <laughs> they don't get to go further or to pull you. Lo and behold, I took her on a walk yesterday just to test it out. And it was night and day. Mm-hmm. She wasn't pulling. so yeah there's something whoever designed the collar for walking a dog with the loop on the top or on the side they don't know what they're doing no all you have to do is get that harness with the little loop in the front and when she pulls it turns her and then so she stopped i think she pulled it once and she's like wait a minute yeah this isn't i'm all turned around (laughs) but it's called the easy walk harness you can get it on amazon i think it was like 22 bucks or something oh i'll put it in in the link below oh yeah for our amazon store i'll do an affiliate link Ooh, we get like one percent i kind of think i need to set up a separate amazon account so we do for otdm yeah it's not mixed with yours yeah we have all sorts of crazy things in that mix the two yeah but anyway, that has been really incredibly helpful and it works for her. And um, yeah, we're happy to have her back and it's nice to see her. I missed her. I was so excited to pick her up and she was so excited. She peed when she saw us, which she hasn't done in a little while. I think she's like, oh, it's you again. Yeah. <laughs> but this time she was like, oh, you came back. I was so excited when I saw her. I peed on the floor myself. I peed too. We all peed. You pee, I pee. We all pee. That's like my you Spanish pee. I'm learning. It's like, uh, yo bebo, like I drink. Tu bebes, you drink. And it'd be Aya, baby, she drinks. Oh. So I drink, you drink, she drinks. Wow. I know I'm getting better. I'm learning one one thing at a time. And again, remind everyone at home how they're, how you're learning Spanish. Oh, through Duolingo. And you like it? So far I do. It's funny. Some members of our community, one member is like, I didn't find it to be that effective. And a, a, quite a few other people said it's super effective for me. So... But it does sometimes throw a wrench. You'll be like cruising along and then it's like, we're going to make this harder because you've gotten five in a row. And then they throw in something. You're like, I don't even know that word. And I'm like, oh, usted. Fuck. You like mess it up. Hmm. But it challenges me. I think it's good. And it keeps me thinking in Spanish. So I'm hoping it I'll be better. So what do you figure we do next week's episode in Spanish? Oh, no, I need more time. I'm only on day four. Mm. I have my four day streak. Nice. Good for you. That's more than I have. I figure I'll do Spanish and get better so I can speak. Because there's a lot of Spanish-speaking people here in Texas. And then, you know, once I feel like a little better at that, maybe I'll tippy-toe back Tejas. into... Tejas. I know. Then I'll tippy-toe back into French. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. But, yeah, it's exciting. Fantastic. Okay. okay. Well, thank you so much for listening and watching. We hope you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your weekend. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Okay, Bye. bye.